This episode of the Mother Loving Future Show is brought to you by Amber Lestrange and Jenna Penrose with JMO 5000 Productions. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show. We're very excited to have you with us this week. We have an extremely special guest for a very, very important topic today. We are so happy that you're joining us to go deep. But before we introduce our special guest, we would love to announce that this week's episode is proudly sponsored by, drumroll, Jenna. Um, There we go. (laughs) Avocado Mattress. So we just want to let you know that Jenna and I spent lots of time researching the best of the best when it comes down to organic, eco, ethical, and just mindfully crafted items and love that we get to share our exciting findings with you. And P.S., all products we share with you on this show, we personally use and vet. Amber and I believe sleep is more powerful than even superfoods. And as new moms, we are obsessed with a good night's sleep. Yes. (laughs) It can make or break us or our week. Um, Avocado is our favorite organic mattress and pillow brand handmade here in California. Avocado makes top quality green mattresses and even better is committed to ensuring a non-toxic yet luxurious sleep environment while promoting green living, human well-being and sustainability. I love that 1% of all their revenues are donated to environmental nonprofits. Yep. And it is obvious why Consumer Reports voted Avocado Mattress one of the top mattresses of 2018. And on the note... Wait, I have a discount code. Oh, you do? I do. Oh, brilliant. I have a discount code for our listeners. Um, If you use the discount code MLF100, you're going to get $100 off your avocado mattress. Trust me, that's a serious investment into your marriage and your health. (laughs) I'll I'll get into that in in the further down the the road. So on that note of ethical businesses that are committed to the betterment of the planet, it is our honor to introduce this week's guest, Ryland Engelhardt. He is the mission fulfillment officer and co-owner of the very famous organic vegan hot spots, Cafe Gratitude and Gracias Madre. He is also the co-founder of the non-profit organization Kiss the Ground. And most importantly, and best of all, my brother-in-law. <laughs> Hi, Ryland. Hello. Thank you for uh, having me on the show. Oh, he's blushing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a little bit more about Ryland, just because I love him so much. Um, Kiss the Ground is your main endeavor. So their mission there at Kiss the Ground is to educate and advocate for the connection between soil human and planetary health. Ryland, aka Captain Planet, I like to call him, is also a co-creator of the award-winning transformational documentary film, May I Be Frank, which he created back in the day with my husband, his brother, Kerry. You got to check that out. He is, not Kerry, Ryland is an entrepreneur and activist and is using his restaurants as a platform to inspire more gratitude into our culture and our hearts. He speaks on sacred commerce, tools for building community and regeneration. Amazing. So yeah, Captain Planet, you can't get much better than that. You really can't get much better than this. Hi, (laughs) Ryland. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Very happy to have you. Um, Well, I have a definition for today's topic. Yeah. Let's hear it. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. So um, the the climate change solution. You know, it's funny. What? Is that we were actually going to call our nonprofit Soilution. Oh, <laughs> no. And then we were like, that kind of sounds like a detergent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Soilution. So I quite want to be representing that. But, but, but for today's episode, I, I think it's a good name. We came, we, we came back around to that. But I think Kiss the Ground is an amazing name. I oh, think that's it's really so catchy. Poetic. It's and beautiful. I have a Kiss the Ground t shirt that I, I was actually wearing this morning, and I was like, oh, I couldn't wear it today because it was dirty, but like I should have. But that's a great T-shirt slogan. Soft too, organic like, cotton, I want right? Mm-hmm. Or oh, regeneratively farmed, of course. No, I love. Uh, wait, didn't isn't "Kiss the Ground" from a Rumi poem? That's correct. Rumi the, the is poem, the poem says, "Let the beauty you love be all that you do, 
there's a hundreds of ways to kneel and kiss the ground. Oh, <gasps> what? You and his baby is named Rumi, guys. I know. That's that was like, about to say. And I would not so be surprised. Little baby. Yeah, if it was the original Rumi reborn. I wouldn't Rumi either Rumi. somehow. <laughs> it kind of seems like it is to me. A little he's bit. A, little a lot bit of up. pressure. <laughs> no, but well, no, no, he's no. your son. I mean, come I on. I mean, some super, super high vibrational soul will have chosen you and Sarah as parents. So I would say oh, yeah. it's within the realm of possibility. I'm not saying it's true. <laughs> I am. Okay. Definition. Hit us. Okay. A soil solution exists to climate change. Global warming is happening because of human activity, which is putting too much carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases into the atmosphere, which is causing our environment to warm and change. Global warming. Um, meanwhile, Agriculture is using more synthetic fertilizers and pesticides, and the soil continues to degrade and desertify, and not the good kind of dessert. <laughs> not the chocolate pudding dessert. The dessert, like, it's gone and lived, existing somewhere else. Um, a simple solution to both of these problems exists in regenerative agriculture, which offers us the possibility of drawing down carbon dioxide out of the air and into the soil where it belongs and where it can nourish our crops and put the natural cycle back into balance, thus reversing the effects of global warming. Yes, there is a way out. A soil solution exists. Island, you are saving the planet. Yeah, Captain Planet saving the planet. That's what he does. <laughs> Tell us everything. Tell us about Kiss the Ground. Mm, okay. So I've been in the organic food business for the last 14, 15 years, as you said, with Cafe Gratitude and Gracias Madre. Yummy. And six years ago, I took a trip to New Zealand and I went there and I thought I was going to go tell these New Zealanders how conscious I am. We are in California. And <laughs> I was going to tell them about our sacred commerce <laughs> and, uh, you know, all our advancements in, you know, green, sustainable business. And what happened was I really got humbled and transformed on that trip. You got schooled. Not from what I was bringing, but what, from what I learned. And I was sitting in a panel discussion of six scientists, and the basic conversation was, can human beings sustain themselves on planet Earth? Mm. And five, five out of six said no. Jeez, With the current population depressing. or just in general? In general. Current state of how we move with the Earth, I guess. Okay. And the last person who spoke was a guy by the name of Graham Sate. And basically what he said is the science and the communication that all these five are communicating is actually true. But there has been a blind spot in the climate change equation. And that is that the way that the planet and the temperature and the atmosphere has been regulated for over 500 million years has been through the process of photosynthesis. And that we don't have more carbon now than we did 500 million years ago. Because it's a carbon cycle, right? It's a carbon cycle. It's only so, about a certain amount of carbon. And yeah. photosynthesis as well as when the plants take the carbon, carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. and sunlight and turn it into oxygen, correct? Plants and trees and grasses, they, they, as you said, photosynthesis occurs and they pull carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. We've known that. We learned that in sixth grade science. Yes, we did. And it builds the body of the plant with that carbon. Mm -hmm. And what we didn't know is we didn't know that it takes 60%, approximately 60% of that carbon and actually feeds that carbon and those, it's actually called carbohydrates, carbon mm. and hydrogen. Mm -hmm. And it sends those carbohydrates into the roots and it feeds microorganisms. In the soil, huh? In the soil. Mm. And as those microorganisms eat that carbon, they give the plants minerals in this exchange. And then as those microorganisms eat that carbohydrate, that actually becomes stored, stable carbon that can live in the soil for up to 500 to 1,000 years or longer. Wow. So basically what I heard in this conversation was the first ever epiphany moment that there was a, there was something to do beyond less harm. 
Like you could actually do good actively. Yes, exactly. Most of what my consciousness and I think the world's consciousness around human activity on the planet is in this sustainability paradigm, which is to sustain and do less harm. Um, But when you look at the current state of things, we have over 400 parts, 405 parts per million of carbon in the atmosphere. Our oceans have already lost one third of the phytoplankton. Oh my in the gosh. Next Say 10, goodbye to the Great Barrier Reef soon. No, in, I know. In the next 10 to 25 years, it's many scientists will agree that the majority of the phytoplankton in the ocean will basically die because <gasps> of acidification, and which means two out of three of our breaths comes from oxygen. <gasps> From phytoplankton. And that forms the bottom of the food the food pyramid in the ocean, too. Like all the other fish and everybody else lives on that stuff. And not only that, that acidifies the ocean so we can't swim in them. Isn't that correct? <laughs> I'm just like, I can't Wait go a to the beach anymore. No, yeah. The mermaid within is like Freaking gasping out right for breath and life right now. Uh, you know, acid water. I think human beings can deal with a little acid water. It's more... Uh, any organism that has a calcium carbonate shell, because it's a calcium carbonate shell, it can't form in an acidic environment. So the bodies of those organisms, of that phytoplankton, will actually not be able to materialize, and so it will be an environment in which phytoplankton kind of no longer exists. We've got to get that pH we balance sorted trouble. out. We are in trouble. Yeah, so, it's it's yeah. detox time. It's so, detox time. So, yeah, so basically I was in tears in this panel. Like, I was like, what I was, I, I was, you know, kind of flabbergasted, never been, you know, they, they were, they were telling it as straight as it's ever been told mm. that, you know, in your or, generation, or, or organizations are lying because you're not going to fund initiatives if it's too late. So we're <gasps> essentially being lied to from the big NGOs and the environmental <sighs> organizations. And again, this is all kind of that, that first five communications, but the big, Aha, and the big solution that you guys brought me on to talk about, which was this equation that the way that the planet has evolved to where life as we know it can exist actually happened because 500 million years ago, like I said, plants came out of the ocean. There was no plants or animals on land. And as they evolved out of the ocean and they started to photosynthesize, they started to capture that carbon, send that carbon and turn that into a soil, Mm -hmm. and that was actually the balancing effect that had life as we know it be able to evolve. Great. So the big opportunity is, is right now human beings manipulate a large majority of the surface of the earth. Yeah, not in a good way. No, in a terrible way. Terrible, terrible way. In a terrible (sighs) way. And essentially, in our manipulation, we're deforesting, we're eroding, we're pouring chemicals on, and essentially life continues to desertify. The United Nations says that we have 60 crops left on all agricultural land. And this stat came out probably five or six years ago, so it means like 55 years, and there's no more soil that can grow food. I mean, why? I the thing that blows my mind is that why, if they're seeing a consistent um, degeneration of the planet and the effects, why would they continue to go in that way when this has been happening for so long? I mean, the agricultural agricultural revolution was when when did that drop in like this has been happening for a long time. Agriculture has been happening for ten thousand years, but in the last. 100 to 200, yeah, the last 100 years is the Green Revolution when machinery and, like, chemicals Uh and... Industrial agriculture. So so did they not connect the dots? No, people completely deny that humans are making the climate change. There's, like, an entire group of people who don't even think this is happening. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, I was just before we started this podcast, I was communicating how moved I was by the opening sequence of Wendell Berry, for those of you that... No, the the legend Wendell Berry, who is a, I think he's from, um, is he from Kentucky, a Kentucky tobacco farmer, hmm. poet, uh, <laughs> literary novelist, who there's a film about him called Look and See, and the opening sequence says, it's this 
basically very sped up existence of observing what human beings are doing to the planet. And he says, it's all for the objective. We're just for the object of what we're doing. We're just, we just continue to do Mm -hmm. this thing with this objective of more, Mm -hmm. bigger, Mm -hmm. more money. Yeah. And no recognition, the complete erosion and destruction mm-hmm. of the very foundation mm-hmm. of, of life uh, ignorance for all it's of terrifying us. and but yeah, that's very subjective out. you know it's okay. like only seeing your own perspective in it not being able to see the bigger yeah. picture we got to get outside of ourselves okay so ryland you had that epiphany yeah graham so said there's Gra- a way out graham said exactly graham said that the the blind spot is soil and the soil is the greatest carbon storage shed on the planet, actually, Bing. with the exception of the oceans, but our oceans already have too much carbon in them, and they're mm-hmm. acidifying, so they can't hold more carbon. Mm-hmm. They're maxed but out. They're maxed out. But the soil is it's like thirsty for it. It's thirsty for it. It's like a, a big motel with a lot of vacancy. Oh, it's yeah. got a lot of rooms. There's a like real fancy one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the the soil is just this amazing cupboard, just telling Waiting. get in my belly, like <laughs> bring, in my belly. bring me down. <laughs> And, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it literally is this amazing, you know, when when we said we made the the piece of media called the soil story, there's nothing more powerful than an idea whose time has come. Oh yeah, baby. And that is right now. That is now or we are on a tipping point. (laughs) We're dead. That's true. And so, you know, this idea that, uh, that I saw in this panel was like, wait, you're telling me that human beings can be invited into eating food that heals their bodies while reversing global warming and healing the planet. Psh, tell it's me what like it's all good. Three meals a day, I'm voting. Every, yeah. every, you know, the ah. fact that I could eat a regenerative diet, a, a, a diet that actually... Why would you say no? No, I, you wouldn't. Nobody would say no. I mean, That's it, the way it should be. And so that, that was the idea. That was the kind of compelling promise or the compelling vision that, wait, that is so intuitive, so true, so intrinsically right. And that, that what, what I felt in that moment literally was maybe one of the big spiritual epiphany moments in my life where I actually felt in my heart this experience of truth. And I could feel that that truth lived within me, but I could also see it extending out. There was a little string from my heart and from my consciousness that was connected to what would become the global consciousness and the, clo- the global uh, idea. And it was just like... We need to clone Ryland. I, I don't know. This was... God, this was we just had this a whole was, bunch of Rylands. That would be awesome. This was, this was, you know, I was like, all right, I've been tasked with this to have this story be told. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've been, I've been telling Mission. the soil story. And, and what say, else matters? No, this, no I mean, this is literally my, my life has always been about being love. I put these tattoos with my dad when we were 24, I 25 years the, old. The family crest, be a one um, love the on the other tattoo. No, it's he incredible. He has be love tattooed yeah. on Carrie's him. got that too. Maddie, your dad's got it. Um, and the, brothers the, the, have got I mean, that throughout is, the whole community. This is this so is, I mean, good. This has changed my life because essentially it's been not what I'm telling other people to do. It's what I'm telling myself mm-hmm. to do That's every day of the week. And it's ultimately shaped who I be. We're taking a photo of this and putting it's it on so Instagram good. for everyone to just see this art it in is front of us. What better truth. mantra? It's truth be love. This. And what a better mission to express being love for humanity. It's and, the only thing that matters right earth, now. For and, our big, big mama. And yeah. there, was, there, there was a time where it was like I had a lot of insecurity. I was like, okay, my life is about being love, but... That's so new age, wooey, wooey. What do you mean? What are you going to do with that? What, do you, what, what does being love mean? And I was kind of like, you know, what is my service? What is the thing that I can do? And then when this idea emerged, it was like, oh, my Bam. God, soil is the common ground that affects everyone. Oh, it's like there so is good. no better way to love humanity than to heal and respect and have reverence and kiss the ground, the mother, oh. the thing that provides and nourishes for us all. And boom, kiss the ground was born. It's kiss so the ground was good. born. In that moment. Oh. So good and right and true. Okay, so kiss the ground, the idea was born. You were moved and realized there is nothing else in the world that matters well, because your kids aren't even going to be able to really, the state of their life is going to be pretty miserable if, if, if you say in 20 years' time, 
you know, there's not going to be any plankton. We're going to be grasping for our breath. Yeah, I mean, you know, I had a similar vision. My co-founder, Finian Makepeace, wrote this song called 2060, which is basically a dream he had where his granddaughter leads him out. It's kind of a dream and leaves him out from some kind of haji kind of uh, shamble camp. And they kind of lead him under the fence and he walks a long way. And then they look down to this um, kind of landscape of this destroyed city. Mm. And she's asking him what happened. And, you know, there's tears in her eyes and he's, and he's just going, wow, like, you know, she, she's asking like, what, why didn't you do anything? What, 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 what were you doing? You know, were you just... While our world was wasting away. Yeah. Were Mm -hmm. were you playing video games or were you, you know, were you just making, you know, making more garbage? Distracting yourself. Uh, Or were you doing something about it? And, you know, I had a very similar vision of like, wow, what, you know, what, what are we doing? You know, what what are we using this precious life for, mm-hmm. um, if not to create more healing and a better future for all of us? Wow. Um, so yeah. So that, I mean, the big the big the big aha was uh, coming back to L.A., uh, Los Angeles, the world of the hub, the the, the 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 smartest, the brightest, and you know the most educated and the biggest personalities and the most information, and no one knew. You know, I looked up, I would, I would tell people about, do you know, solution is a solution. Mm-hmm. And people would be like, where can I learn more? And I started looking up like YouTubes that, YouTube's that I thought I could send them to give them more information. And there'd be like these really bad cell phone, flip phone, bad angle side, low light, Uh-oh. one guy talking in a room <laughs> with a bad accent, you know, with a PowerPoint behind him. I was like, oh, this is not <laughs> going to do. Uh-uh, this is not, not going to do. Gap in the market. Um, <laughs> So yeah, we, we I started gathering friends of mine in my living room for a year and a half. On every Monday, we'd gather artists, chefs, activists, um, you know, filmmakers, poets, musicians, and we'd start you know whiteboarding. How are we going to have this solution be uh, understood and heard and seen? And you know, it's like all right, well, we're in Los Angeles, and you know, we have this opportunity to broadcast the, you know, a new vision of what is um, coming from the emergent culture of California, which has always been this most influential kind of uh, bleeding bleeding edge of progression and guiding guiding culture. And, you know, we obviously have guided the culture in a lot of degenerative ways. And maybe we can actually use this platform. uh, We can use this stage and actually say something meaningful and hopeful and relevant and beautiful. Yes. From your mouth to God's ears. So, yeah. So that's, that's where we started uh, five and a half years ago. Brilliant. We created a nonprofit called Kiss the Ground. And um, it's been an amazing, amazing journey. I'm ready for another question. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll just keep talking. <laughs> well, I want to know what, like, what does Kiss the Ground do? Because you mm. guys are a nonprofit, but then what is the internal missions and like, how do you execute that? Is it on policy levels? Is it on a grassroots level with communities? Tell me your kind of your, the main way you push this mission forward in a practical way. Totally. Yeah. It's, um, it's actually been a very challenging thing to find what is the path, the best pathway, because what we're communicating is a consciousness shift. Mm-hmm. And so there's this like, oh, well, you just like, you know, we, for a while we had this garden in Venice and we were just doing it in Venice, making this little regenerative garden and have little, you know, dinner parties. And, I got to admit, I would sneak in there and grab a, um, a, a chart every now and then when I'd run out at home. Oh, Thanks for right. that. That's, <laughs> nice. that's right. When you were living on Sunset. That's right. Um, that was me. But so, yeah, so that was like, okay, you know, be the change. So it was like kind of doing this local level and it was like, all right, well that, 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 that's good, but not far reaching, enough. you know, not far reaching enough. And then we were creating these, you know, be- we created this video called the soil story and we attached it to a campaign. Uh, we received 23,000 signatures in California to support governor Brown's healthy soil initiative, which brought, you know, uh, multiple of millions of dollars into, uh, an initiative to train farmers in how to set up carbon farm plans. Brilliant. Um, and so, you know, th- that happened. And, and, and so then we were like, all right, well, how was the response to that? Well, the response, the, the, the video became, I mean, the video is, it's become, I mean, it, 
it's not viral in like hundreds of millions of views. No, but did the farmers take the initiative? How did the farmers respond to the government saying, listen, there's another way to do what you've been doing for probably your whole life? I mean, again, we're talking about systematic change. systematic change, consciousness change. People, people we're, we're talking about a, something that, yes, we can put up a mu- movie and we can get 10 million likes on something, but to change mm. a structure... And a the behavior. way people view their reality it, it, needs it, to be shifted. Exactly. So, all, all that to say, we, we've tried. We've we've kind of been in this discovery process of what is the most potent action way. that we can take action. And really, what we've discovered is that awareness. Until there's an awareness, and until people see things and understand things, and then that becomes their attitude. So it's like it start the three A's: awareness. And awareness, awareness, and then t- becomes an attitude where you see yourself in that awareness. You don't just see something as a billboard outside of yourself. You start identifying that that's my attitude you can too. To it. Yeah. And then from there, you action, start to take action. action. So, AAA. And, and, and part of me is like, you know, you just want to take action. It's like, I don't want to be a, an awareness company because I don't feel like I'm doing enough. But really, you know, when the emergent idea becomes, and again, if I go back to the original intention of what I felt in my heart and I knew that I was able to do and that I was somehow going to be participate in a catalyst effect of was that I, would, I was seeing people in my mind's eye sitting around a, t- a dinner table discussing and understanding that the way we grow food can either put carbon up into the atmosphere or it can pull it back down Simple. into the ground. Yeah. And that that awareness, I wasn't going to need to, you know, build the policy or I wasn't going to need to train every farmer cuz you know, that's not my skill set. Yeah. But my skill set was storytelling, being an ambassador, being an influencer of a new idea, having people adopt something, seeing something and having it being able to communicate it in a way that has people get it. And start mm-hmm. identifying it and start using it. So you know, it, it's been amazing over the last five years. You know, we we, we did this conference around soil and regenerative agriculture at Air, uh, at Healthy Food Expo maybe three years ago. The one in Paris? No, no, no. that was COP twenty one, which was awesome too. That was okay. amazing. Um, where we had the the soil story on written the on the Tower. Eiffel Tower. Oh, master manifestor over here! How did that happen? He's a wizard. What do you uh, mean? I mean, that was definitely wizardry. I mean, <laughs> we, we, we went to Paris for COP twenty one, the big climate change conference, with and our, our plans had kind of got canceled because there was a, a terrorist attack in Paris, and so we went. We were, had this whole plan of we were going to do this big art installation below the Eiffel Tower, and then that all fell through. And then we got Brown's there. I was like, I'll climb up myself. Give me a rope. <laughs> um, but we got there and just like dug in and connected. And we were able to work with the same artist that we were going to work with. And we were able to get the soil story written on the Eiffel Tower, illuminated, going up every seven minutes for seven days. It was... Oh, dreams oh, do I come mean, true. It was, I mean, it was like... Wait, this is like one of the most... Iconic structures in, in the world. The world oh. At the climate change conference... And we're talking about the soil story as this new emergent story, this new emergent soil solution. Oh, it's brilliant. And it was just, su- I mean, it was such a fulfilling. What a like, moment. Oh, my God. Like coming around in a taxi cab, seeing the Eiffel Tower and seeing your message on the thing, just going, ah! <laughs> it was ama- I mean, amazing. Wow. Wow. Uh, so, yeah. So before that. You uh, went to the conference. Yeah. So just seeing the healthy food business adopt the idea of soil as this focal point, uh, identifying that sustainability and organic is not enough, that regenerative agriculture is the future, is the lexicon of language. So what's the difference between organic and sustainable um, farming practices and regenerative farming practices? Great question. Organic is the only one that has a standard and has a label directly connected to a series of practices and protocols. Okay. The problem is organic started out and it was pretty much, or it was mostly a regenerative agricultural standard. But because it became so popular and then people were like, oh, wow, there's a much higher premium in selling organic produce. How do we 
do organic produce, but do it in a big mechanical industrial way to where it just, it doesn't put all the bad stuff in, but it also doesn't, Heal put, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't, it's, 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 it's they kind took of it down like, a notch so everyone could apply it. Yes. It's, 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 it's kind of a list of what you don't do opposed to a list of what you do you do. do. Ah, more wiggle room for people to not hold the highest standard. Exactly. So big industrial organic food is, it's degenerative. It's still degrading the system. It's still a lot of tilling of the ground. There's still a lot of... Um, um, pesticides and fertilizers that you know aren't necessarily bringing the soil back to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still kind of just putting organic substances in the soil, but it's really still using the soil as a growing medium, opposed to regenerative agriculture, which really sees the soil is this living skin of the earth mm. that actually is the mechanism to deliver the nutrients, the minerals, everything <sighs> into Soil's our... really just like had a rough time, hasn't it? Oh my it's God. just being pushed aside as like the ugly stepsister. Yeah, we call but... it dirt. I know. You're dirty. dirty. Yes. Yeah. Get away from me. You're... Oh, rub that soil all over me. It needs to have a comeback. Yeah, soil. We need no, to get a crown we're, we're, on the soil. We are bringing... I mean, soil... We're, it's soil, very cool it's on right rise. now. It, it's, it's definitely <laughs> trending right now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank uh, goodness. Yeah, again, Again, in my little micro bubble, I like to acknowledge <laughs> humbly in Venice, California. I started that movement. So it's coming back. Uh, um, but so regenerative practices so look re- like. So regenerative practices look like um, making sure that a farming system has biodiversity, meaning it has a lot of different species of plants and animals, even in a farming system, just like nature. Mm-hmm. Nature, which is best for our health as well. That's right, that's right. No monocrops. That's right. Mono, you know, monocrops, uh, mono, monocultures. That's why, if you if you think about California and you think of this city, there's so much diversity. Or New York City, and because there's that melting pot of diversity, there's so much creativity. There's so much resilience. There's so much um, creation energy. So it's the same thing in a living ecosystem. They're when they have all these different uh, species of life, they're sharing minerals, they're sharing water, they're sharing, uh, you know, all this resource and contributing to one another, and you know, that's, strengthening that's, that's, the, that's the strengthening systems. the whole. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a really beautiful way to articulate this. There was this really amazing regenerative rancher farmer named Gabe Brown, who's a mentor to us and is on our board our, of advisors, and. He did, a, he did a, a test where he put uh, one uh, species of grass or cover crop in a, in a field, and then he did maybe uh, a s- three different, a mix, and then he did uh, a mix of 18 different species of grasses and different plants in this mix of what we call a cover crop, mm-hmm. which is what you, you want to cover up the land. The moment you're done with your cash crop and you're, 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 you want to put another um another crop into it to pull carbon, pull nutrients, build things, build the soil back up. But when you did it with, uh, when he did it with a variety, like 18 different species in a drought year, the one species died. The three Mm. species mostly died. The 18 species resilient all the way through the drought. Isn't that brilliant? I I just love how on an environmental level, we reflect what's going on on such a grassroots part of the pond level. Like it's because it's the same as if you look at the human condition, we are stronger and thrive when we mix like that. And when we were able to share resources and share like our genetics like that, you, you make a strong human even. And it's better for our immune systems also to be having a diversity of different foods and cultures. And it's amazing. That, that, we're that, just reflecting that's right. it. Our, our, our gut is the soil of the planet. Yeah, mm. I totally So unless totally we have that. life in the soil to transfer that life into those plants... We will the, the earth will become sick and dead just like if oh, we so don't have a good it. and it's again the same thing. Why, when do we feel the most alive? When we're connected to an amazing community that mm-hmm. is recognizing all this different skill sets, all these different inherent values, and we feel connected to all community. these values. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah. So that is an ecosystem Brilliant. that's healthy is a 
community. And no wonder we have such a sick society right now because we're reflecting what's going on with the earth. The earth is obviously at a seriously like crazy tipping point right now where things are getting drastic. It's the same with if you look all around the globe, that the state of health in humans are just probably worse than it's ever been. Yeah, crazy. Next question. Sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, this is, might be a good time to say oh, that yes. we... Um, well, yeah, I, I really... This is perfect. I think that this environmental breakdown of climate change becoming a very real issue for the Earth is actually offering us as a race to have a breakthrough of consciousness. So, Ryland, do you think that perhaps if we reevaluate our social, environmental, political, cultural systems we're running here on Earth, then we'll be able to kind of catch up with a new paradigm, a new way to heal ourselves and to heal the Earth? Um, it's also to, important to remember that we do, you know, vote with our dollars for these things. So what do we choose to invest our money into? Like what products do we buy? Um, it's so important in this because that's how we can grow companies that deserve our support and how we can sort of cut off companies that are using, um, unsustainable practices. Um, and, well, speaking of companies who are committed to new sustainable systems that do support the earth, this week's episode is sponsored by Avocado, which is embodying this philosophy. And just to let you guys know about Avocado, I'm usually like Goldilocks, not just because I have curly blonde, cute hair, but pillows are always just a little bit too hard, a little bit too soft, but honestly, <laughs> Avocado pillows, so I'm being seriously legitimate. I am a pillow Yeah, we have some over freak, there, Ryland. Gotcha. And these pillows are just right. Just like Goldilocks is searching for the perfect bed, I have found my perfect pillow. And not only has it given me my sleep quality back, but it's kind of saved my marriage too. Yes, Kerry and I usually fight over the one pillow we deem reasonable, but now that we both have avocado pillows, we're better than ever. So thanks to <laughs> Avocado for saving our therapy bills, saving us from, you know, paying more to therapy bills and also our health. So one of my favorite aspects about this company is that they are so on point design wise and comfort wise, but totally eco as well. So you can do both. It's true. The pillows and mattress is amazing. I, when I lie on it, I can feel my muscles releasing and my body being gently supported. And for vegan people like me, Avocado offers 100% vegan mattresses too. I am seriously sensitive to yucky, toxic chemicals, glues, flame retardants, but the avocado mattress and pillows are all natural. And what's even better than a good night's sleep is knowing that when my kids are on their avocado mattresses and pillows, they are not breathing any harsh chemicals either. Oh, so important. Yeah. Mother, mother loving future. That's it. That's it. No other way. And for our listeners, we do have a discount code, um, which is MLF100 for you to get $100 off your avocado mattress if you want to put your money, money where your mouth, mouth is, is and support companies who are standing for sustainable earth and business practices. Yeah, you cannot put a price on your family's health. I seriously recommend avocado mattress and pillows. I'm, I'm legitimately obsessed. But back to Ryland. So we've discovered what regenerative agriculture practice is like. You were saying that there's biodiversity in the plants and in what you're farming. That's right. Biodiversity. Uh, and I also identified cover cropping, never leaving the ground bare. Mm-hmm. My dad's favorite quote is, the mother is modest. She mm. keeps herself covered. Mm-hmm. So Mother Earth doesn't like to be exposed. Dirt or soil, when it's exposed, it degrades. That's why in nature, there's almost never bare ground. So true. And so if you drive up the five between San Francisco and Los Angeles, you just drive by these plots of land, you just look left, right, and you're like, oh, that's what agriculture looks like. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't actually have to. Uh, it actually could be beautiful uh, cover crops, you know, diverse between like the Like it tree. was before we messed with it, like the earth intended it to be, right? That's right. I, we, we like to say that the earth has been doing this nature thing for 500 million years. They have a lot of research and development. Yeah. We have a lot of arrogance that thinks we can just, oh, yeah, we're going to we do know. it better. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So bad. Neanderthals. Um, so 
yeah, so cover cropping, biodiversity, uh, not killing the ground. Uh, Wendell Berry, who I spoke of earlier, earlier, has a beautiful quote that says, the plow will kill more men than the sword. Wow. Mm. And basically what he's identifying is that most civilizations that have fallen and basically gone obsolete were because their population grew, um, the population outgrew what their soil could bear in food, and they basically desertified their soil and ultimately ended their food um, source. and their, their food source. And Ex- that's what we're doing on the whole planet now. Exactly. It's not just an isolated little uh, civilization, sadly. That's, wow. That's right. That's, so, that's, that's why this topic is it's everything. crucial. It's Boy, really, it's, it's, it really, it's, it's, it's so, so what else does regenerative agriculture look like? Like what about the practices where they're removing the food? So do you move the crops around? Yeah. Or? So, um, you know, another aspect of it is, um, focusing more on perennials, uh, eating more perennial foods. So anything that comes from a, a vine, a bush or a tree, or even some plants that grow year after year without the need of being planted, um, which in turn not needing to be fertilized, not needing to put pesticides, herbicides, uh, and fungicides. So when you have a perennial, it's a much more stable system and requires much less input, Hmm. much less water. And so eating more perennials in your diet right now at Cafe Gratitude, we have a, and actually also at Gracias Madre, we have a dish that's supporting Kiss the Ground called the Farmland Program. Oh, I'm going to go and eat that. Yeah. Mm. So at Cafe Gratitude, it's a tostada mm-hmm. uh, with uh, regeneratively grown corn from a single source in Nebraska, this farmer named David Vetter, who does a nine-year biodiverse rotation of crops, and one of those is corn. And um, he's producing the corn for the tortilla and then has avocado, it has uh, coconut, um, it has cacao. So it has all these different perennial ingredients in it. Mm. So it's really communicating the the, the promise or the the ideal of regenerative agriculture. And $2 from every uh, tostada at Cafe Gratitude and every every, uh, tamale at Gracias Madre goes to a farmland program that trains farmers in how to build soil and do regenerative agriculture. Brilliant. 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 Let's go get that for How lunch. has been the response? Yeah, I know where I'm going I'm after hungry. this. How, how has been the response to the farmers when you're, when you're talking about these type of programs that are available to re-educate farmers in a better way to do farming? How's the response been? Uh I have. I can paraphrase. We did this program last year with a program called "Eat Pizza, Drink Beer, and Save the Planet," and it was made with a Kernza uh, perennial grain pizza crust. And we were able to find. <laughs> That's we really a- smart because we- most people want to do those things. So totally. if they can do that and save the planet, yeah. I mean, even Gary would just go say no. Exactly. <laughs> so the, we we sent a few farmers here in Southern California to um, a farming training with uh, some farmer mentors. Gabe Brown, Ray Archuleta, Alan Williams, who started something called the Soil Health uh, Insti- or Soil Health Academy, and this farmer, who's been you know multi generational farmer, came back and he sent this little sweet text message that was like, "Wow, this was amazing. This will change how we farm on our land." Oh, and I mean, just this like this sincere. He was like, he, he got it. Yeah, and Brilliant. so. You know the the opportunity, the opportunity for giving um, this sense of dignity and this sense of self reliance and this um, unburdening farmers from slavery, which is essentially right now the current paradigm of farming is the average age is between sixty five and sixty eight. Wow! In the next ten years, the they'll old be. School. That they'll they'll be the biggest land transfer since the Louisiana Purchase. Give it to us. And the yeah the opportunity of who receives and how that land is being stewarded in the next ten years is if this understanding of regenerative agriculture can scale young people who are sitting behind computers and doing things that are ultimately for the objective of creating a code that makes this thing do this thing. a system that's thing, on its way down and out anyway. From everything that's real. Or we can have a generation of people that actually steward nature, work with nature to produce food 
that feeds families, heals communities, win, makes win, win. the natural win. environment better. Ding, I mean, it's ding, like, ding, 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 why, do, why do we... It, it, it's, we there, need there, more farmers, conscious is, farmers. That's right. So, so we, we have this opportunity in this land transfer to get adoption. And the, 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 the bad news is young, the, the children of these Not farmers, interested. they have no interest in that yeah. chemical. I mean, it's just you need to get more land, more chemicals. It's just, Ugh. you know, it's, it's monocropping. It's food you don't even eat. You send it somewhere. And this idea Solace. of feeding the world... And you know they 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 have they have pride and they have like they're doing this they feel like they they're doing something I know most farmers are good human beings doing the thing that they want to be doing which is feeding the world but on some level they know that the very matrix that they're in is broken is defunct yeah. and yet they don't have it's someone to the hold their hand mm-hmm. in returning in a different direction and that's mm-hmm. you know what what we're planning on doing we have a film coming out yes. and the vision is that we can actually take this film which has two farmers from the midwest and they would be kind of the, the, the they are the stars of the film they would do a road show around america showing the film and then giving having a scholarship fund where we're able to give yes, free scholarship to what's yes. the film called so we can yes. all keep the an film eye is on called it. Kiss, kiss the ground, the ground. Kiss of course the ground. It is. oh my gosh brilliant and so, you guys have already made a film so that's a perfect way so it hasn't been be released for people to see it yet? no it's not, not yet. released it's it's about 95% done we're hoping it's going to be early january february 2019 and, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the idea would be we'd get it on distribution like a Netflix. Yes, yes, um, yes. But, do it, do it, do but it. But no matter what, this idea, you know, the thing that I get most lit up about is literally going town to town in the way that chemical companies corrupted our mm-hmm. small farmers mm-hmm. and go back and reverse, reverse that corruption. manifestation mm-hmm. back. The, that start of that corruption went east to west. And then go back west, west to, to east, east. Mm, brilliant. with this, um, this training and this education and this inspiration and telling farmers that they There's can actually way. make more money. Oh. They, can, they can actually have dignity that what they're doing is, is actually protecting American soil, which is so inherently ingrained. In like blood. We, 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 you know, we're mm-hmm. patriotic. We want to protect our soil. We mostly thought of that in the context of terrorism, protecting it from foreigners. But we've actually, we need to protect it from Ourselves. the corporate <laughs> interests yeah, 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 that yeah. we've been corrupted by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to kiss the ground. That's so true. And oh my organization God. in every single city around the world. Mm-hmm. And if any of our listeners are passionate about saving the world and looking after a future for our children and our children's children that is of like yeah, decent we, quality. We want you, this is a call to action. Come join, kiss the ground and figure out how you can open one up. Yeah, in let me, your let city. me give you the pathway, the pathways, yeah. the pathways are, we have an advocacy training program where you can go in person if you're in Los Angeles or online. It's a six week program where you get trained to be a spokesperson, to be able to speak on the nuance and the education of soil advocacy and regenerative agriculture so that you can speak at classrooms, yep. speak um, at universities, um, speak to farmers, speak at conferences. So so you can get trained and we're sending those people because we're getting called all over to speak at different conferences. So you can be trained in... in to represent. To represent Be a Ryland. Yes, be a Ryland. So, so, so we have... We have, we have, we have, we have uh, we have about 100 people every class. We've trained over 400, almost almost 500 people. Um, so that's 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 one thing. Brilliant. Buy the Kiss the Ground book. That's on Amazon right now. You can get We've sold, I don't know, 10,000 books. Jesse, uh, Jenna's Jesse, husband's reading one right no, now. No, he read it all cover to cover and loved it. Go ahead. Um, the, the check out check us out Instagram and um, Facebook. We have uh, putting out amazing content content of individuals doing regenerative mm-hmm. projects in this country and, and and abroad. So you can kind of see if there's something happening in your area. Beautiful Instagram we, too. We, we just launched launched an initiative with Green America, which is called Climate Beneficial Victory Gardens. In in the 40s, 
there was a movement called the Victory Gardens when we were not. The, I don't know if it was the forty second World War Two. Yeah, forties. Yeah, um, when forty percent of the produce that America was eating was being grown in parks and backyards. Oh, amazing! And so there's a call to action to build your own Victory Garden in this new context that the new yes. victory <sighs> is not just fighting a war mm-hmm. and supporting your your, but the victory is actually that we can sequester carbon and we can help be part of the solution I the and journey. pull carbon so out beautiful. of the atmosphere. Guys. Down into the ground. And to create so that beautiful. garden, it's so healing, not just for the earth, for community, for individuals, like yeah. families coming together, the children in that area. It's such a yeah, there's, bedrock there, there's, of there's healing. Nothing, there's nothing more fulfilling than growing food and then preparing that food and sharing it with people you love. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Should we just end on that? Because no, that I don't want to so keep going. Good. I know, that just no, I want to keep like going. Okay. So uh, what I want to know is that obviously you can get involved with Kiss the Ground because they have done a lot of trial and error and they've figured out the best way to approach regenerating the earth and reversing climate change and saving us all. So obviously get in touch with Kiss the Ground. What else can we all do on the day-to-day basis in our individual lives that we know is consciously contributing to the betterment of our future. This is going to sound funny. Pee outside on a tree. Pee on a perennial. That's our one rule. <laughs> My family rule. That, that, that rule. So, so, I mean, it sounds silly, but right now we pee in clean water and then send it to a sewer treatment plant. It doesn't make sense. When... What we release out as pee is actually a nutrient that trees and plants can uptake. And so that actually is a regenerative action. Pop a squat, ladies. uh, Yes. Yeah. So so pee on a perennial. uh, (laughs) Compost. Start. Get get that human being. One of our great responsibilities is what we take from the earth. May we put it back. Mm Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're just an extractive, you know, we're a locus on the ecosystem. Yeah. So composting, you know, you can look up on Kiss the Ground. You can look up on YouTube. There's lots of ways. Composting is take your food scraps. If you have a green bin, you can put them into that and they'll turn into the, the, the city will do it for you, turn it into mulch. Or if you have a little green space, create a compost bin. Again, eat at the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. Ask your farmer. Start saying, "Do you do um, regenerative practices? Do you, you know, do you um, do you build your soil? Do you cover crop? Do you use um, animals integration into your into your into your farming system to help build your soil? How do you how do you keep your soil healthy? Start asking questions about how farmers deal with their soil." And, and and find your favorite farmers and start supporting them, having mm-hmm. those people win Flow with your dollars. Brilliant. Um, and then, you know, another thing is this really is kind of an interesting thing, which is plant a tree. It sounds kind of like cheesy and like, oh, yeah, plant a tree. But there's something so beautiful when you plant a tree and watch it grow. I think there's a beautiful quote that says, to plant trees today is to believe in tomorrow. Mm. And when a tree grows, the, tr- the this is kind of an interesting kind of mind blow. If you look at the mass of a tree and you watch a tree go from this little sprout into this stump and this woody thing that has branches and leaves, and the question becomes, where did that tree come from? And mostly we think, oh, it probably came from the ground, probably came from the soil. But the majority of that tree, the mass of the tree is actually made from carbon. And that carbon came from thin air. Hmm. And so this whole idea, this paradigm shift, this understanding of regeneration and the ability to sequester carbon and draw down enough carbon through our agriculture to reverse global warming, when you see a tree grow and you see that that tree as it grows... Is balancing the whole thing out. Is actually pulling carbon out of the atmosphere and building itself from that carbon. Brilliant. Nature is just so perfect. It is so perfect. As it is. Okay, so plant a tree. Every single tree helps. And watch it grow. And watch it grow. And and watch it grow. The glory. And also, the obvious one get a veggie patch going. 
right? Absolutely. Grow your own food. No, that's what I was saying. Plant a victory garden. Plant a garden in your backyard. And actually on our website, you can actually dot it so we can actually see all the hundreds and thousands of climate beneficial victory gardens. So good. Um, The video just came out. Rosario Dawson, Ron Finley are in it. It's really cool. They make it look really (laughs) cool. So check out that video and then build a climate victory garden and tag the map. We love you. So we're going to do it. And wait, and then I just want to get one quick little vision. What does life look like? We're going to end on a better note, but I just want the reality of like, what is life going to look like if we don't make this tipping point? If we don't start to drastically reverse things? Like, well, like, what is our reality going to look like? How is our day-to-day going to be affected if this continues to, um, you know, climate change continues in this direction? Uh, I mean, hundreds of millions of people dying and essentially move, basically, people are going to need to be, whole civilizations are going to be need to, to relocate because there is no life um, on certain land masses to provide nourishment for human existence. Missions to Mars. God, no. Um, <laughs> Not going to Mars. Got to save the Earth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's dire. It's, it's dire. It's so dire, oxygen, dire. water, food. Yeah. No clean water, no, f- no clean food, uh, you know, soil blowing in the air. There was, there was, there, there was, there was actually a, a film that came out right when we were getting Kiss the Ground going called um, Mad Max in, 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 inter, Interstellar. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I and think I saw that. The I, see, I don't watch movies; they're too what, awful. Uh, but what the opening sequence of that film was was basically they were it was like eating dinner in a room, and there's just dust everywhere, mm-hmm. and essentially the soil has basically blown away and soil is now just blowing through the air. It's no longer... Not even on the ground. Wasteland. It's wasteland, yeah. Wow. Okay, so we do not want that reality. So hopefully that will ignite a fire under everyone's butt to be active in action, to spread the word, to look into Kiss the Ground, to adopt these practices and to just know that I am so hopeful that that we can reverse this. I'm doing my part. You guys are doing your part. And then just being that and talking about it spreads the word. And before we know it, it's going to be a mass movement. Yeah. The the last thing I just want to say, and and this is another place to look, is Paul Hawken, who's a mentor, just wrote a book called Drawdown, which was the subtext was uh, 80 or the most comprehensive plan ever created to reverse global warming. And the title of the book is Drawdown, and it's showing the science and the data and the economic value of us implementing these drawdown practices, 80 solutions for that exist right now. And the you know one of the ways that he said this so beautifully and responsibly and not from a victim place is that climate change or global warming is not happening to us, it's happening for us. And every living system has a feedback loop. Just like us, when we fall asleep and you know something happens, we become awakened to where we're asleep and what we need to do differently. And this is not happening to us. This is happening for us, for us to wake mm-hmm, up and mm-hmm. say, what is the objective of life if all of our actions lead to the degradation and the destruction of future generations? <sighs> Well done. We are big believers in breakdowns are the biggest opportunities for breakthroughs. And what a better wake up call than our future is at stake. Like the earth. That is where we're at. The future is at stake. The mother loving future guys is at stake. The mother loving future is at stake. Thank you. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much. You are so incredible. I'm so proud to call you my brother. Oh my gosh. I'm proud to say that you've been in my house. (laughs) (laughs) It's been so great. Yeah. We need more Rylands. So Ryland, tell us about um, how people can get in touch with you. We want Instagram handles, websites, um, projects you have coming up, talks, anything that people can get involved in. I'm speaking at Wellspring. I'm speaking at Bioneers. Uh, I, my Instagram is love being Ryland cause I love being, I'm a love being and I love being, <laughs> uh, and, uh, cafe gratitude at cafe gratitude at gracias madre and at kiss the ground. 
And where can people find all the details about where you're talking? Uh, let's see. Where can you find all the details about where I'm talking? Uh, well, wellspring.com to the health and wellness conference in Palm Springs. And then Bioneers is a big um, eco-sustainable um, conference that happens in the Bay Area. So you can look that up on Bioneers.com and wellspring.com. And, and kissthegrand.com will kiss have everything, right? Yes. Brilliant. Awesome. Thank you so Thank much, you, Ryland. Thank you. We love to end on our listeners getting an invitation for them to integrate what we've been discussing today and apply it to their own lives to be the change. So this week's invitation to our audience is going to be adapt one or all would be even better of these simple daily commitments that Ryland shared that that could be contributing towards a better future for us all and share the word. Yeah. I just want to say, here's the one invitation have a have a, a Wednesday or a Saturday farmer's market experience and just ask farmers about soil. And, and, and that will lead to uh, your new favorite booth and a new story and a new way that you're feeding yourself and a new way that you're taking care of the planet. Brilliant. Love it. So if you like today's episode, please share this. We need to get out this message to as many people as we can. Leave us a review on iTunes to help us grow and spread the light and love. We love you so much. Thank you for joining us and we will have you with us next week. Bye for now. Visit our website, themotherlovingfuture.com for more information. And please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We read every single review and comment, and we are so grateful for your support. See you next week.